Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Kelly Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so why don't you guys start by letting me know who you are. All right, I'll start. Um, my name is Elise Carbonell. I'm a super senior here at Grand Valley, graduating in December, if all goes according to plan. <laughs> as It seems to be. It seems to be. Um, I study communications and uh, focus in ad PR. Um, that is That's you? a bit of information, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I am Evan Clark, and I'm a freshman at Grand Valley. Look at these spectrums we're on. I know. <laughs> oh, my God, wow. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm totally an outlier in PRSSA because... And, like, a neg- do you think, like, people make you feel that way? No. Oh, it's okay. just because everybody seems so experienced. I'm like, what's happening? Oh, but, no. Um, no. We just I put mean... up a really good time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I'm just constantly on this, like, blacking out during important yeah. things. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's just part of, of growing up. Like, you yeah. realize that everybody's just faking it. Literally faking it until yeah. they make it. Yeah. yeah. It's the best, well, though. Anyways, um, I am a ad and PR major right now. have not declared an emphasis, but... Probably doing PR. Wow. Well, good good club to be in. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So how did you get involved? Both of you get involved. This is both your first year in PR SSA. Right. Um, well, I had a girl in one of my, uh, in my copywriting class uh, talked about it. And my my professor is also the, um, the lead person in the ad club. So I was kind of interested in both of those, but mm-hmm. I've got a 6 to 9 on Tuesday, so I went with PR SSA. And it was a fantastic choice because you guys are awesome and, like, the people who we've gotten to come in and talk to us are just phenomenal and, like, super inspirational. And as somebody who's graduating in December, <laughs> I need some inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's totally understandable. I think uh, both clubs are so awesome to be a part of, and sometimes schedules just don't work out for all of them. I mean, I'm an advertising emphasis myself, and a club just never worked with my schedule. So I came to PRSSA, right. and I've been here ever since. Okay, so how I joined, you attacked me. Your host, um, your host Kelly, attacked me in the parking lot. <laughs> let's rewind so that's not cut into clips. I need clips. to get, like, a definition here of attack. Yes. Me too. All right. <laughs> was I there? Verbally attacked me. Um, I was casually walking around the student life night in, like, parking lot H or something like that. <laughs> and your lovely Kelly, um, well, I walked past her, and she just jumped in my way. I was like, are you, what's your major? I was like, oh, so you guys didn't know each other. No, I had no clue oh, who this it. lady was. And she just lady, I'm so old. And she just steps in front of me and is like, what's your major? And I was like, um, add in PR. And she's like, oh, perfect. And then just like shoved a flyer in my hand. He's like, join PRSSA. I was like, okay. okay and then okay, she like, don't told, hurt me. yeah, basically. And that then sounds she just, so like something I would do. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, we meet Wednesdays at nine. I was like, okay. And then I walked away and joined. Yeah, I remember you came in and I was like, I don't know who you are. And you're like, oh, but I know who you are. <laughs> I, know, I know who you <laughs> are. Somehow that like stuck out in his mind for some strange reason. Weird, I don't know attacked. why. <laughs> but now you've joined a wonderful PRSSA oh, family. Absolutely. I feel like we all love everyone. You guys became Twitter friends tonight. We, we did. did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, Hashtag PR Wednesday, man. It connects people. It, it brings people together because everyone tonight was killing it with gifts. Mm. That made me so happy. Did you see the Kermit meme? Yes, it was so great. It was Lex one. was debating on whether or not she should come on the podcast, and she was like, "Me, I should do the podcast. Also, me, I should go to sleep." And with, <laughs> but like with the Kermit, like dark Kermit, and then like light. Oh Kermit. yeah, and it was very funny. Those are good. I think that people are finally. It's I mean November, but people are start really starting to like blossom and open up from oh, someone yeah. who's like a like a witness of everyone like. 
Well, I think it's it. hard, like, as somebody coming into this situation is, like, we aren't, like, sitting and conversing necessarily. So, like, if you're sitting by a group of people that are, like, really, really close, it's hard to, like, kind of stick your nose in there and be like, hello. Yeah, yeah here uh, I am, too. And, I- like... <laughs> I'm old too, so like I'm not, I don't have like the freshman ambition where I'm like, time to make You're like, friends. Yes. What's no. freshman ambition? I never had that. Do I you have that? Uh, let's just say I do. I mean, you're on the podcast. I am on the podcast. That's ambitious for sure. I think yeah. you're my first freshman on the podcast. Oh my god! I have Trevor. It's the first year here, but he's not a freshman. Well, so you're killing it. I feel honored. Um, but like what you're saying about like how we don't really converse that much because it's all, like, kind of a panel base mm-hmm. and we don't converse with each other. I feel like Twitter is totally how that happens, just like right. how you and I just, like, totally met over Twitter. And now we're, like, besties. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm Seriously. Honestly, spur of luck that you both are on the podcast tonight. <laughs> There's right? a beautiful know, Twitter interaction. that's interactions. so funny. Yeah, that's great. So tonight we had um, Adam Russo and Terry Howe come in to talk to us about solo practitioners. Mm-hmm. I personally did not know a lot about solo practitioners before this meeting at all. No, yeah, me neither. neither. I was, I've been more uh, agency yeah, involved than anything, I guess. But it was really cool. I mean, as I said, inspirational. Is <laughs> right. The inspirational, word of the night, yes. But yeah, they slayed. Yeah, I, I, I was curious about a lot of like the questions that were asked because it was more of a panel. A lot of my questions got answered. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was about like how do you persevere right. through mm-hmm. by yourself? You know, like you don't necessarily have stuff, like a whole bunch to fall back on. Yeah, you can't, that's you know, like, going to be one of my questions actually I was gonna ask like if it your solo practitioner job thing didn't work out for you did you have a fallback plan Mm -hmm. because like personally Mm -hmm. for me the going off on your own the whole solo thing instead of going with an agency it's really intimidating I feel like it's nerve-wracking to kind of start on your own I think it's like incredibly brave to make that leap and you must be so sure of yourself and like, of your goals and morals, I guess, like, that you can trust, like, I have what it takes to build a business. Yeah, and, like, that kind of conviction to, like, guide yourself, because obviously no one's guiding you. You're your own boss. Like, that is kind of, that's scary to me. I know. I Like, I like to have somebody, I mean, I don't have that much experience yet. I'm still in college, and so I have all these professors and so many people to go to, um, But I think that's one thing that they kind of talked about was networking is key. And so even, I mean, they they do have people to go to. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there's always (laughs) always people to give them advice, but uh, even if they're not involved in that exact uh, company. Yeah, and if I was in either of their positions, I would honestly be like the Adam Russo of the two because he started off with an agency and in like, like, the whole corporation and everything, I feel like personally that's how I would feel safest if I was to become a solo practitioner in the future (laughs) is just like start off in an agency or a corporation just to get that experience and then maybe go out on your own. I think it says a lot about also the client base that you take with you. You know, I feel like like to be a solo practitioner in itself is brave, but then you're taking a client with you and that client is trusting you to break off from exactly. a huge company and corporation. Right. And I feel like that does go along with the networking, and that was something that was also discussed um, kind of at length at the APR speaker series tonight, um, which was kind of like you never know who who's going to be your network. Right. And everyone is your network. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about like family is huge. Like it may not be your aunt or uncle who hires you, but they may know someone who knows someone who could hire you. So it's like keeping keeping your bridges not burned and really like, 
focusing on like every relationship and every person you meet is someone who could be really important to you. So don't like write someone off. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to like make sure that those are genuine relationships because I think people can smell like when yeah. it's not real and uh, just being genuine with each person you meet and being a nice person in general. And I think that goes for like life. Yeah. <laughs> not just, just be a not, good person. Not, yeah, and you'll good things will come. Like that's how it is. Yeah, did you go to the Truscott Rossman tour? I did. Oh, I didn't go to the tour, but I was okay. here when uh, Kelly came in. Yeah, at the tour, they really emphasize like being genuine with them and like not just like networking with people just to know them, just like, oh, throwing names around, more right. networking to personally know them and not just saying calling on them when you need them, mm-hmm. but um, I forget his name, but he was, um, he emphasized how, like, with his network and hit the people he knew, he wouldn't just call on them when they needed him or when he needed them or vice versa. Yeah. He would stay in contact with them and be like, hey, maybe it's a journalist, and he's like, hey, here's an interesting story that you might want to cover, and just feeds them information and back to him, and they just build that relationship instead of just meeting. Right. I know that one of my speaker, like one of the speakers that came in last year, I was super interested and I I asked her for coffee and then we started getting coffee every month or so just Mm -hmm. to discuss my resume, her life, now she has a baby. Like it was, it was way more than just like, like business. It was really like, oh, it's like, what do you like doing? Oh, we both are like, we both like women's issues and fighting for women's issues. Let's talk about that. Like, so it became this relationship and then ultimately I was like, hey, I'm actually looking for an internship at your company that you work for and Mm -hmm. she was like, let me put your name in. So it's really like building, building like a person, not just like a database. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's like a living, good. breathing thing. Like we, we are all connected in some way or another. It's just finding those connections and then making them deeper and truer and trusting people, I guess. Those and, are some really deep analogies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it. really. It's, <laughs> we've replaced a, the gifts with analogies. Yeah. Like we can't use the visual here. So I think that also like it really comes with, how you're able to utilize your own skills. So, like, if, if someone helps you out as a professional, you know, like, we all have skills that maybe they don't have, or we are all just individual people. And just, just like, yes, we're younger, yes, we're in college, but, you know, like, what can we do for them? Like, could we put together something? Do we know any, like, graphic designers that we can, like, point their way? Do we know mm-hmm. anyone like that? I did that, actually, again, with the same woman who helped me out. She really needed, a, like, a videographer, so I like so she came to me and was like, "Hey, do you know any videographers that would like want to work a part time job here?" And I was like, "Yes, I do. Like, well, who better go to than college kids?" Right. So I was like, "Yeah, here's some videographers." So we were able to really like do that give and take, and it may not be instant. Like, it may not be an instant gratification of like, "You help me, I help you immediately." It might be yeah. down the line or like someone who knows. You know what I mean? So it's just like kind of pay it forward. I think with all of this. Well, I think that's kind of what's cool about this profession is like as a college student you're still really valuable and like in your own way um it's it's really nice like not coming in and they're like oh they're just like they just know this and this and this like we honestly are learning more things every single day that aren't in the world yet and so it's really cool to have that opportunity yeah I definitely agree with that like college students bring in that new perspective because they're getting information like thrown at them daily so what what's going through their head is just going to be new stuff, and they're just going to offer a perspective that other people aren't going to see. And that's why I feel like as a college student, networking with other people is going to be easier just because you can offer your mindset, I guess, to them. Yeah, and I think understanding that and being able to kind of say, like, you know, 
more so by going to meetings like PRSSA events or like the APR speaker series or or any sort of events that go on in Grand mm-hmm. Rapids ever, like the 440 stuff. Like there's so much that happens that you can keep up to date with and you can – and that, that throw new things. Like um, Terry mentioned like the communications tactics are, are always changing. So right. you always have to stay up to date. And I feel like that would be – I think that would be harder as a solo practitioner because you aren't – like you're in the industry, but you're not maybe completely surrounded by it, by a bunch of people talking about it all the time. Right. So I feel like it'd be like a lot of self-research you'd have to actually do yourself to like keep up to date, which is hopefully, I mean, stuff like PRSSA can help students out if they wanted to go off on their own, you know, staying even just like with West Michigan PRS, PRSA, like um, Adams in. Mm-hmm. So like, ke- like keeping up with that stuff, I feel like orgs in real life are also very important. Yeah. Like yeah. I went to the... Um, ad fed uh, event was as or uh, ads and ales yes there yeah. is at uh, the uh, gr brewing company and i was like really nervous because i hadn't been to a formal networking event so i was like oh god like i'm not gonna know what to say to these people like they're gonna be like talking way over my head and honestly it was just like this like small group of people and just like bouncing from group to group and everybody was so respectful of the youngest, like, the students and stuff, like, they were really open to hearing about what we thought about things, and they weren't just, like, sitting there, like, talking professional around us, but um, just giving us, like, great words of wisdom and confidence, which is, like, obviously something we need to get out in the world when we don't have that experience, necessarily. Yeah. As a solo practitioner, I think that going to events like that is really helpful because you don't have the people to fall back on. So like like they said, volunteering, mm-hmm. um, going to events and stuff like that and joining PRSA, you have that like almost safety net of people that you can just rely on because if it's all on you, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders. So like you would obviously want to converse with other people and share what's happening. Yeah, I think that like that's also a great place to network and to build your network and to say like, Hey, like I'm making a, a video. I need I need like a video team. Do you know of anyone? And they can be like, well, like or like, are you? Can you do it? And they're like, well, no. But I know people who could do it. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a good way to also once you have that. I feel like it's great for solo practitioners also. So if someone's like, I, I'm you know I'm a I'm a startup company and I'm looking for someone to do X Y Z and someone knows that you're a solo practitioner, maybe they're like, you know what? I know that you give like really great one on one like customer care and like you really care about your clients. So like I'm gonna give you this business then. Mm-hmm. So it's like a two way street. Yeah, going off of the, um, like, client and solo practitioner relationship, um, Terry Howe mentioned how, like, for her, the reason that she became a solo practitioner, one of the reasons was she didn't like the way that some organizations, like, had their relationship with their clients, and she wanted to, like, tailor it her own way and how she would do it, and I thought that was really cool because, like, no one's holding you back on how you can relate to the client. Like, it's all up to you as a solo practitioner. Well, I think it's almost like working or going to, like, a a local boutique over, like, Kmart. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's really personal, and you get to know those people and build a real relationship with them and not be treated like you're just, like, one of a million clients of theirs. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's really... If if I were looking for something like that, which I'm not, but if I were, (laughs) I, I think I might be interested in looking into a solo practitioner and just seeing what they had to offer. I think especially if, like, if your company and your and your market is not trying to go global like if you're like right. if, you're, if you're a grand rapids yeah, small business yeah like, like or like even if you're just like a great like you're just a grand rapids business and it's like you're like i want to stay here i want to stay west michigan you know i want to maybe go holland kazoo maybe lansing and like 
Yeah, it's you just know, not necessary. Yeah, then why not use someone who knows this area better than anyone else, mm-hmm. some, like a local, someone who understands. And I and I don't know if that's like a Michigan mindset because like we love things that are local. Like I'd rather buy like <laughs> I local think it's honey. Everywhere. But I think everybody's yeah. proud yeah. to be where they're from. Where they're from. Yeah, I I wonder if there's a. I guess that would make sense. I feel like made in Michigan should be used a lot more by like solo practitioners. But right. also, I feel like it's super, <laughs> it's super like filtered out. Everyone uses it, but um, I think that like hearing them talk about like I feel like they had so much passion. Oh yeah, right. Like you know, like I mean, we've had we've had some big companies come in and they're passionate too. But I feel like these, like, like Terry said that her what her her first client is still her client after twenty yeah, years. Yeah, that was amazing. Like I feel like. And no offense to Trescott Rossman, but, like, I don't know if Kelly could mention her first, like, clients and if they're still clients, you know? Like, I right. feel like, like, just, just because there's so many and it's such a huge pool. Yeah. And, like, we just, I mean, we just talked about, like, having, like, that intimate relationship with your clients because, like, you know them. Like, and then like, they're that's much more loyal, I think. They're more likely to stay with you. I mean, I think it'd be a much bigger deal for both sides to have that relationship. Not necessarily end, but go a different path. And, like, so... It's almost brings us back to networking. <laughs> it's like networking, networking, networking. Like that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I definitely from from this past meeting, I got I, we need to network mm-hmm. and also keep busy. Right. That's what I was just gonna mention. Actually, I was yeah. looking at uh, the notes I was taking because one of the things that I had asked was how do you deal with hearing no, um, which I think is something that we hear in every business known to man. Pretty much, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna hear no at least. Probably two times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ever. Hopefully, hopefully you at least hear it two times. I think that's good for everyone. Puts um, them in their place. Yeah, everybody needs but, to be knocked down a peg every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> the way that she described it, though, it kind of, like, sounded like a breakup. Like, it was, like, yeah. like that's the mindset I was thinking. I was like, yeah, it sounds like, you know, stay busy, stay positive, and, like, think about why they might have not chosen you and try to work on that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And also don't take it to heart if it's something that you can't change or don't want to change about yourself. If that's something you you want to hold on to, then stick with it. Yeah, I just spoke with a professional today, um, Doug Ireland, who told who we were talking about something like that and, and he was saying kind of, you know, along the lines of if if your pers- if your personal brand doesn't align with the companies and they say no and it's because maybe like you're too quirky or you're not loud enough or you're not, you know, there's things that, that kind of just like define your personality mm-hmm. and they don't align. Do you even want to work with that company anyway? Right. So it's kind of like if they don't, if they don't, if they don't appreciate the parts of you, like, like a, like a relationship, like if they don't appreciate the parts of you, <laughs> then enough to make a commitment, then mm-hmm. they're not the one for you anyway. So that's and, relationship advice and business <laughs> advice. And sometimes you don't really see that. So also has to do kind of with a relationship. Like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's hard when you hear no and you're like, but why? I was perfect for that for that I spot. think I was perfect for it. But then yeah. if you look back, I mean, with almost everything that I have experienced in my life, that I, if I didn't get something, I look back on it and look at the things that I have now and think, wow, like, thank God I didn't get Hindsight, that because yeah. I wouldn't have had this and this and this. So, mm-hmm. like you said, everything happens for a reason. I'm a huge believer in that. So, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's in business you have to be. Mm-hmm. I Also, I think... It was either Bruce or Doug. I had many interviews today. Um, <laughs> one of them mentioned that you have to, I think it was Bruce, that you have to become like a believer in karma. Oh, for sure. Like, like to be in this industry, to hear no so much and to hear no and not take it personally, you just have to believe that like there is karma <laughs> and you have to just <laughs> hope that, you know, something good is coming yeah. and this is for a reason and all that jazz. And I feel like that is good advice for anyone who's graduating soon mm-hmm. or 
later to just remember, you know. I mean, even, like, when you go for internships, like, you do, sometimes it's not a good fit. Sometimes they're just not looking. Things like that. Like, internship search was, like, the bane of my existence. Right. Until I got one. Then I was like, <laughs> then I was like that was even that bad. But, like, right. during it, so scared. So look forward to that. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence. You're welcome. I mean, I think you'll get it. I'm just saying karma <laughs> is on your karma. side. I just had my, like, first professional interview uh, a couple weeks ago. And I mean, the night before, I'm sitting there and I was just like, oh my God, like it's happening. <laughs> real <laughs> life, real. the real, real world. <laughs> they all talk about it. But um, like, I I don't know if I'll get it. I hope I will. I'm, I The thing is, is that I felt really good about the interview regardless. Yeah. And that's what I keep telling mm-hmm. myself is that, you know what, if I don't get it, um, I know I did my best and I didn't burn like it wasn't when it wasn't crash and burn like it was um a semi-success so I think you just got to stay positive and look at the stuff that went right for you and work on those as well build that confidence and even if it was a crash and burn like learn from it right why did you crash and burn did you stay up all night because you couldn't sleep Mm -hmm. did you get on some sort of sleeping medication (laughs) like like what can you do then if you crashed and burn like I feel like every interview even if like and this is hard for me to do, but, like, to apply for something you may not want or may you're not sure that you want, mm-hmm. and then you have, an, an, like, then you interview, and you're like, well, I don't know if I want it, so should I even interview at all? And it's like, just get the practice. Yeah, oh, for just sure. the experience. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely, like, I even going back to, like, thinking about this is the first time I've heard someone really, like, in my to my person say, like, I was meant to be a boss, not, like, a worker. Yeah. And I was like, you know that has to be true. Like, people have to just be made to be bosses because otherwise right. how would we have boss Like, good bosses. I mean, we have bad bosses who are not meant to be bosses, but, I think know. it's clear. Like, you know, you know when you have a good boss or a bad boss and maybe they're not even aware of that if they're, and they need to be told, like, you're an exceptional boss. I think yeah. it's, like, good to tell people. Or you could be an exceptional boss. Right. You should go be a boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what I, I would be. <laughs> I could totally see you being a boss. Me? Yes. Or Elise? No, you. Oh. (laughs) I, you know, like, when she said that, and I was like, you know, I kind of do like being the boss. Like, Mm -hmm. I like doing that. Like, I like doing that. Like, but I also really like working. Yeah, Because I I really like being able to work, which is why I want to be a project manager, because it's, like, kind of the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Boss and working. Yeah. (laughs) I think I would want, like, if I were to be in an executive position, I would want it to be a partnership, because... I work better when I'm, like, bouncing ideas off yeah, somebody. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'd yeah, want it to be too. somebody, like, I trust 100%. And, like, I think when I find that, that's when I'm like, all right, I'll yeah, that's go like ahead a, and that's open. That's a really high order, though. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I trust myself goals, 100%. Okay? Like, <laughs> you got to have goals. <laughs> it's true. Um, going back to what you said on how, like, you would be a boss, but you like working, too. Mm-hmm. Um Terry, like, mentioned how you stay busy. Like, yeah. as a solo practitioner, you're your own boss. You're in that boss position, but also you are working. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. your hardest because it's just you. And I feel like you – I feel like you hold the highest standard for yourself. Oh, yeah. So, like, you're a harder boss on yourself than any boss. That's true. Because you're like, you know what? You're sitting here watching Netflix. You could be writing up that that press release, <laughs> a newsletter, and you're like, oh, you you're right. Your boss knows yeah. you're yeah. watching like, Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. hide it. can't text yourself in the morning like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah, like, I'm exactly. sick a day. Yeah. And that's why I don't think I could do – so I just don't know if I have the, like, mental capacity to not work 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I – like, right now. Maybe later on, like, I will be like, okay, this is how I find my work-life balance. Right now, my work-life balance is just a work balance. Right. It's just how much work can I do until I crash 
and sleep and then get up and do it all again. I think being a student has a huge part of that, too, because you, I mean, you're not necessarily doing harder work as a student. I think you are more challenged when you're in your professional life, but it's the fact that you bring it home every single night and you have to keep working, like, from, like, 7 a.m. to God knows how late. Yeah, until it's done. Which, like, is it ever done? No, I'm, I mean, I don't think so. I, there's a time when I decide that I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, right I, after this I podcast to... gets recorded, then I go home. <laughs> yeah, I need to relax. I think that's a very important, that's one thing that I, like, hold holy in my life is to make sure that at least once a day I have a moment to relax to yeah. keep that mental Self-care. health, right? Self-care is very, very mm-hmm. important. Especially as we're, like, approaching, like, the end of the semester and you're graduating oh, soon. yes. Sorry to cause that stress. No, no. I'm not, I'm not stressed about it. I'm thrilled. You know, I've been here for a while. <laughs> right, just ready, ready to go. Like, All right, let's go. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'm done. Let's, let's get on, let's get on I've chicken. I've loved it. I've loved it. But um, it would be nice to have a little break. Yeah, but maybe you can come back as a speaker for PRSSA. Oh, my God. I'd love that. Uh, totally joining Ashley's alumni committee, and I was I could get in contact with you because now that we're best friends. <laughs> he, he knows, best, he knows, he knows the guy. Now that fine. we're best friends. We'll see. If I, I can get, totally bring you back in the get future. Into professional I got life, four more right? years here. I'll call you. <laughs> I'll keep in contact for sure. I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I have to go like get learned, though, right? Yeah, you got to get it all in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. For joining me tonight. Yeah, thank you. And talking about our solo practitioners, Adam and Terry. I think it was so great to hear that perspective. We hear a lot about agencies and a lot about I feel like you're it's kind of this binary of like agency corporate life. Right. But like there's there's another one. Yeah, we never hear about solo practitioners. Yeah. I think that that's one of the joys that PRSSA brings is some new perspectives. Yeah, definitely refreshing. Yeah. And it's so open. Like you don't feel any pressure having that when you're asking questions or anything. They're just so human. Yeah, you both asked questions tonight, didn't you? Yeah, and I was so nervous to ask the question, too, and I don't know why. I was just like, oh, my God, should I ask it? There's so many people in the room. I was just like, okay. <laughs> and you did it, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just going to go for it. Exactly, just like with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys yeah, are both this newbies. Yeah, so much fun. I'm yeah. so glad I did <laughs> right? this. See, it's worth staying after for a little bit longer. Oh, exactly. for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. Yeah, and thank you, I hope man. you guys have a wonderful rest of your PR Wednesday. You, too. You, too. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.